Hi, this is Bonnie Gray, and I'm your host for Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I'm so happy to welcome you to today's show. I'm the author of Sweet Like Jasmine, Finding Identity in a Culture of Loneliness. I'm also the author of Whispers of Rest and Finding Spiritual White Space. I'm so glad I get a chance to spend a little time with you out of your day, or if you're listening to this in the evening, to ease you into a peaceful night. I want to encourage you to rest and refresh so that you can be less stressed and more refreshed. Well, today we're going to explore the topic of loneliness because God wants to have us connect with his heart and draw closer to him and also closer to each other. As the pandemic seems to be opening up again in different ways, there is a lot of anxiety about what life will look like. And how do we reconnect with others and with ourselves? We are not the same people we were at the beginning of this very surreal pandemic. I want to encourage you to explore different ways that we can grow into our true selves. God is just constantly bringing us up. The scriptures say that we want to grow in maturity in Christ. And the root word for maturity is actually wholeness. It means more parts of us is coming home, coming home to ourselves and coming home to God. We want to stop hiding behind performing and people pleasing and coping and all those other ways where we just kind of want to maybe fade into the background and not talk so much about how we're doing and just keep go, go, go and rushing about performing. But For sure, this time of testing, as we all walk through the quarantine, we can't hide anymore, even if we wanted to. Don't you think our emotions, our body, our health, it's all signaling to us. God wants to free us to be more loved and find more peace. Well, we are walking on this journey together, friends. And so I just want to encourage you, you're not alone. And so today's show, we just talked last week about insomnia and how to sleep better and, you know, how we can find that God may be calling us to let go of some things that are just too heavy and it's time to let them go. Well, this episode on episode 13, we're going to be talking about ways we can reconnect to our stories. You know, I really love this quote. As I started the uh, the season of the pandemic, I really couldn't believe that it was happening the same year that I was going to write this book. It's my most personal book yet. It's about my journey of trying to find the father who left me and facing back all the things I ran away from, you know, because when I was growing up, you know, when you go through a hard time, your goal is really to survive and overcome. Your goal is not to dwell or think about how you feel or, you know, you don't really have that luxury. You're just trying to overcome and get to the mountaintop. And God gives us grace for those chapters in our lives. But as I said in our episode 11, which is the beginning of our season two of Breathe, I said that we are living epistles. We're living letters of Christ. And every chapter is very, very unique. It's rich. It's real. And it gives us opportunity to connect with other people when God opens up a chapter of our lives. 
So here is this one quote I really love. It really helped inspire me as I began to write this book, Sweet Like Jasmine. I want to invite you to pre-order the book, or if it's already out, please order the book and you can get um, a journal and it's connected to what we're talking about, loneliness at sweetlikejasmine.com. The writer and theologian Frederick Buchner inspires us. He says, listen to your life. Listen to what happens to you because it is through what happens to you that God speaks. It's not so much that a door opened that I suddenly found a door open all along that I stumbled upon. Maybe there's a door opening in your story that God wants you to step through. What is he saying to you in your life? What is it that he's trying to say to you during this time? That's so unusual. I want you to think about that during today's show. What is God asking you to listen to? God's voice is very quiet. God's voice is not demanding. He's very gentle. And in the quiet space in your soul, what is it that God's asking for you to listen to his whisper? Well, you know, one time I took um, the kids and Eric and I took the kids. We went down to the desert for one of our family vacations. This is before the pandemic. We went to Palm Springs, which is the desert. The kids had never gone there before. And I remember our boys asking us, what's there in the desert? They had no idea. And um, we went on a little tour a Jeep tour and we went through the mountains and it seemed it was so barren. But as we went on this tour, our tour guide helped us see that there were beautiful rock formations, a lot of rock formations that even within the rocks, there are some gems that are formed, some precious gems. Well, in the history of Chinese art, going back to 3000 BC, jade, jade, which in Chinese is called yo. It's a royal gem. It's so valuable to Chinese in the Chinese culture, more valuable in the East than gold or diamonds to us here in the West. And the most valuable kind of jade is called imperial jade. And it's very vibrant, very emerald green hue. This is a very rare jade because when the rocks are subjected to really high heat and very intense pressure over time, it creates these intricate crystals. This process only occurs in metamorphic rocks, which start out as non-precious. Did you hear that, friend? When this process first begins, these metamorphic rocks, they're starting out as non-precious. But under pressure over time, they become transformed into precious gems. What a beautiful picture. As you become more transparent about who you are, your struggles, you reveal God's beauty forged under intense pressure. So through hardship, God releases these vibrant colors of your unique personality, your life experiences, the fire you've walked through, the life that you've led. God shines a light on those pains and joys and you release God's beauty in your story. God whispers, you are beautiful. You are my precious gem beyond value. Did it ever occur to you that during this time, as we go through so much loneliness, that by just sharing, even just saying, I've been feeling lonely, 
It's so beautiful. As we both confess it and confide it, we are a lot less lonely. We're walking with each other. You and I are precious gems that when we share what's happening under intense pressure, we have a chance to shine and be more connected and be less lonely. There's a report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine. They point out that more than one-third of adults, one-third of adults, that's one out of three, feel lonely, feel lonely and isolated. And how much even more with the pandemic, right? And loneliness is not just, um, it's about loss of social contact, right? But it's also a loss of the ability to feel like we are understood, to feel like parts of our hearts that we hide are known. So loneliness has a social aspect as well as an internal aspect. Maybe you are connecting with people. Uh, maybe for you, where you live, your church, you're beginning to have in-person gatherings. Perhaps you have been meeting over Zoom, but maybe what's missing is your experience, how you're feeling and what you're going through, whether it's your work, your finances, your marriage, your kids. There's something that when we hold ourselves back, we feel lonely. Now, I understand this because I grew up very social. As you can tell, I love chatting. I love meeting people. But even though I knew a lot of people, I had lots of friends and I joined in to do things as I grew up, whether it's high school or college or later as I worked as a 20 something. And I was very active in ministry. I was a missionary in my twenties and I worked in Silicon Valley working with teams. I only share all this to let you know that even though it appeared that I had lots of people in my life and lots of purposeful things I was doing to serve God and bless others. Inside my heart, I felt lonely and I didn't know why I didn't know why until God started guiding me on a new journey to say, you know, a lot of these experiences that you've gone through alone and you were strong and I gave you grace to go through them. I want you to start sharing these stories. Some of them he wanted me to share with my children. Some of them he wanted me to share as a writer in my new book. Some of them God wanted me to share with my friends or with younger women, um, other people. I'm wondering, how is it that God is calling you to stretch you in new ways so that you won't be lonely? Now, loneliness doesn't mean we're unable to talk to people or be with people. Loneliness, again, is a quality where we feel we haven't been known. Something that we have withheld from other people. And it could be something as simple as, for instance, my mother was a mail order bride. I just never even told my kids that. Um, I told you earlier in episodes that are 13 and 15, I didn't want to talk about it. And I didn't talk about how I felt about my father when he left when I was seven. I, I never saw him again. And I always wondered why. Why did he leave? And where is he? I never expressed these questions with my children because I didn't want them to feel tainted by my own sense of shame. And I felt, gosh, these things are so old. Anyhow, I don't want to talk about them. But yet God, I felt was drawing me to ask those questions and maybe find the answers. And so 
to make a long story short, I began to share these things with my children. And at first I thought, gosh, they're boys. Maybe they don't even care or want to hear about it. But I was so surprised. My kids said, oh, wow, you never mentioned that. You never talked about it. And it just started a new conversation with my kids. And I was so surprised. Sometimes we're afraid what our children would think of us. Is this TMI? Is this too much information for them? But in fact, in one of the online book clubs that I have with my reader, as uh, the those readers who had ordered pre-ordered the book early, I had asked them, I said, what are you most curious about your past? If you had a chance to ask the question, go back in your past, what would those questions be about your family? It was 99.9%. Everybody said, and this is all different ages, 20-something, 30-something, 40-something, 50s, 60s, and even I have 70-year-old friends who are reading these books, and they said, I wish I knew more about my mom or my dad or my grandparents. Who were they before they got married? What was their childhood like? Why did they get married? Why did they get divorced? So I think that there's so much that we carry that we don't know, and yet we don't express those stories to each other. This is very important to relieve loneliness. Social isolation for sure can affect our health. Poor social relationships, studies have shown, has an increased 29% increase of heart disease and 32% increased risk of stroke. Loneliness isn't just something that we kind of shoulder and think, oh, well, it just affects us emotionally that's fine. I'm used to it. No, the way God made us, our body is not separate from our emotions, our wellness, our health, whether it's emotional health and physical health, they are connected. When God made Adam, Adam had everything. It was a perfect garden, a perfect world. There was no sin. Everything was perfection. And yet God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. It is not good for a person to be alone. It is not good for a soul to be alone. Something in the way God created us in his image. We long for connection. We long to be known. So, you know, sometimes we are afraid to talk about loneliness because we're afraid people might think, oh, there's something wrong with us or something wrong with our family or our marriage or our kids or something that needs to be fixed. And yet, no, even Adam, who was in a perfect world, needed companionship, needed connection and kinship. So I just want to encourage you that loneliness isn't something that we need to hide or feel shameful about. In fact, it just shows us, hey, we need more joy, more peace. Well, let me move into giving you some um, scripture and soul care that we can be able to be renewed um, as we finish out today's show. I always love sharing a scripture with you because it's scripture, God's word that refills us. And I love this passage. This passage here, I'm looking through my notes. It's from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse three. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. God's love is everlasting. His kindness is unfailing. 
Kindness is unfailing. And you know, one of the uh, scriptures that I love that shows us this importance of sharing and, and, and not to stay lonely is from Psalm. Have you been finding you're enjoying Psalms more during this testing time of the pandemic? You know, the Psalmist David, he just expresses his experiences, his highs and lows so well, so vulnerably. He says in Psalm 139, 8 to 10, if I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your right hand will hold me. Let me read that again. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Are you in the depths right now, friend? God is there. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, are you on the other far side of the sea? You're maybe feeling so isolated, far away from everyone. God is there. It says your right hand will hold me. And I want to share with you that that right hand of God comes in the form of a friend. We can be that friend, God's right hand. When the psalmist David was writing that, he was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, so many scriptures say one another. They call them one another scriptures. So in the New Testament, on the other side of the cross and the resurrection, Jesus is alive in you and me. We can be the right hand of God to another person who is lonely. God uses us. God uses you and God uses me. So one of the first things, I'm going to have three of them. They're going to be given to you in quick succession because I wanted to give you some triple soul care on loneliness. Um, I do want to encourage you to pick up my book. Again, I'm so excited to share it with you because they, I write about 28 different places of, you know, finding God is peace and his love in my times of loneliness. So that's why I'm so passionate about inviting you to read my book, Sweet Like Jasmine. But I want to quickly give you three different ways. Well, the first one is journaling. This is something for you. This is internal between you and God to draw closer to him. Journaling increases happiness. Sometimes it's hard to hear God's voice when you're overwhelmed with your stress. You can journal, invite Jesus into your world and have a conversation with him on the page. Research shows in a New York Times article that the power of writing your personal story lowers anxiety, leads to behavioral changes, and improves happiness. Just 10 to 15 minutes of expressive writing can make a difference. Just 10 to 15 minutes. And not only that, I know many of us sometimes start journals and then we just can't keep it up. This is not about writing in it every day. Research shows that writing once every two, three months can help alleviate anxiety. So um, books that have journaling prompts like Sweet Like Jasmine or other books that have journaling prompts, you're really going to be able to help yourself if you take time to write down your experiences and story, especially during this pandemic. Think about how valuable that will be. You know, one day this whole pandemic will be over and we'll be able to look back. I love watching movies about World War II. I don't know why, but I just love that period, just like the courage and the resilience and the bravery of people that went through the war, the Great War. And I just love reading about it. 
you and I are going through a war. It's a battle between COVID and what life is like during this time as we work through all the details of vaccination, no vaccination, um, you know, health situations, schools, businesses, finances, you know, and I think looking back, it'll be very valuable to see that there is a journal of some of the experiences that you've gone through. What were your thoughts? What is God speaking to you? I started this podcast by asking you, what is it that God's speaking to you? Well, journaling is a great way to capture that. The other thing that has been very enjoyable that research shows helps us is with uh, photographs, old photos. Now, we have this wonderful technology with our iPhones or um, any of the phones that we have as smartphones. There's lots of photos. Well, old photos self-soothe and improve your mood. Find old photos you can go through that make you smile and simply just savor it. When you have hard days, I want you to go through and look at your photos. The act of gleaning, you know, through these photos, it's actually helps us to feel better. Simply recalling that memory produces the happy hormone serotonin, increases your sense of well-being. Look through the old photos of your kids, your sister, your friend, your husband, your last vacation, um, whatever it is, this special time in your life, anytime. UK's Open University examined how much people's moods rose and were, were elevated and lifted after eating chocolate snacks, watching TV, or looking at personal photos. Guess which activity left people's moods lifted up? Well, I thought it was chocolate, right? Everyone loves chocolate. But they found that chocolate left most people's moods unchanged. And TV did give them a slight lift. But viewing personal photos gave people the biggest boost. Isn't that fascinating? So just like journaling does, it's a more of a, you know, a uh, using your words as a way to remember your memories, looking visually at photos will also help improve your mood and help you lift your spirits. I did that actually a lot. You know, we're at home a lot with this quarantine. And I started looking through some photos, just going back in the past, even for myself, revisiting photos in early chapters of my life and um, my kids. And it just brought back so many memories and brought back the goodness of God. It just really encourages us to remember how God has brought us through past times in our life. And he will continue to bring you through what you're going through now. Let's go back and remember. So let me ask you, what are those moments in your life where we can look back and we can say, you can show us and say, that is the goodness of God. I watched through this fire. I went through this storm and God carried me through. It does our soul good and it brings health to our bodies to remember those stories. So the third thing I want to share with you is to have that cup of tea or coffee, invite them into your backyard. You know, you can still do the social distancing outside, take a walk on a path. And resilience has been shown when you actually share how you're feeling and what you're experiencing. Sharing stories is what gives us resiliency. And this is based on scientific research. This is based on scientific research. So I just want to encourage you to make that time. It's good for your body. Your body will thank you. You will feel better. It's scientifically proven. The British author Philip Pullman said, 
after nourishment, shelter, and companionship, stories are the thing that we need the most. Stories are the things that we need the most. Well, let us look to God now. Let's let's lift up each other in prayer as we close out our time today. And I hope that you feel nourished by what God has to say to you today. Dear Jesus, speak. Speak, Lord, for I'm listening. I missed you. I need you. I'm feeling lonely and isolated. I want to spend time with you. And I know that you want to spend time with me. Reinvigorate my soul and open the eyes of my heart. Just say the word and I know I'll be in your loving presence again. Give me the courage to choose the quiet choices to connect with you more deeply. Help me to experience being with you by being with others who are loving, caring, and kind. Help give me the courage and the energy to make those connections so that I don't have to stay lonely. And thank you for understanding just how I feel. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, I am so looking forward to continuing to encourage you and spend time with you. Follow me on Instagram at the Bonnie Gray. I encourage you by posting inspiring quotes and moments from my life that I want to share with you. Subscribe to my newsletter at thebonniegray.com and pick up my book, sweetlikejasmine.com. You can get free bonus gifts of the audiobook that I narrate. And you can also pick up that Stories of Faith journal that I created just for you. Next time, we're going to be talking about dealing with the stress of exhaustion (laughs) to be gentle with yourself because yes, we are exhausted. We're going through a protracted time and journey dealing with so many difficulties and that's normal. It's human to be exhausted, but it's what we do when we feel exhausted. That is the turning point. That is a turning point that we'll talk about next time. Thank you for taking this pause and may you remember you're loved, you're cherished. Just rest. See you next time. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to Breathe the Stress Less Podcast, a production of lifeaudio.com and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Bonnie Gray or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, thebonniegray.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, head over to lifeaudio.com. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. 
Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hyper gig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months. Because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber. Internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.